Hey y'all, happy Monday. So bear with me a little bit this morning. I'm emotional as hell right now and this is going to be a touchy topic for me just because it opens up um, when I started realizing that I have a problem. So um, I'm going to try not to go into too much detail out of respect for um, my ex. But um, so when, okay, so me and my ex, we were together for two and a half years. We got married after a year. um, And then our marriage lasted a year and a half. Um, Throughout our marriage, you know, obviously we had a good time, you know, it was cool. Um, But one thing I couldn't do was communicate. He was a really big communicator, and I just couldn't. Whenever, you know, there would be a problem, I would just not open up. I would just be standoffish. I'd go in the room, close the door, lay in bed, and then, you know, just hope that in a couple hours or when I wake up the next morning, the issue would be gone. And that was a repeat cycle. Like, I don't know what it was about communicating that I just couldn't do. Um, you know, he'd be like, Malia, like, you have to talk to me. Like, please just talk to me. I couldn't, I would just get silent. Like, I, I just couldn't. Um, so obviously, um, you know, communication didn't really get better. Um, he was kind of in and out on underways and deployment. Um, but you know, we were still, you know, we were cool. Um, so August, so we divorced, well, we separated February of 2019, um, but August of 2018, um, I had found out that he was talking to a female, and (laughs) funny, but, uh, he was in the shower when I found out, so, so along with my communication, I was a fucking bitch, like, a fucking bitch, like, I was low-key disrespectful, So when I found out that he was talking to somebody, um, I went to him in the shower and I was like, so you're talking to so-and-so. He said, what are you talking about? I said, bitch, I have your phone right here. You're talking to (laughs) so-and-so. Like, that's just disrespectful. (laughs) I would not do that now, but that's just disrespectful. Um, So I'm like, you need to get out of the shower now, pack your shit and get the fuck out. Um... So, he got some stuff, he left, I think he went to go stay on the ship that night, um, a couple days later, you know, I threatened with, like, leaving him, divorced, whoop-de-whoop, a couple days later, um, he came home, and his face was just sunken in, like, he just looked like he was just going through it, and so I sympathized with that, I was like, you know, we all make mistakes, we're not perfect, shit, dealing with me is not a walk in the park, and I get that, um, so, you know, we tried to rekindle, um, it, we got back together, obviously, we worked stuff out, and, you know, stuff was great, um, he left, like, a month later to go on deployment again, um, October, I went and met him in London. 
great. Like, we were probably the best we've ever been. So, October rolls around. Uh, or, uh, October comes and goes. We decide to buy a house. Um, December. So, we buy the house, close on it. Shit just started going downhill. I can't really remember, like, the, de- the exact details of it. Um, but I know, like, my mental health was not good. Like, along with me being disrespectful at times and especially not communicating. You know, now looking back, that was a lot for somebody to handle. Um, he was young, too. How old was he? 20, 22? Um, and, you know, I couldn't expect somebody to deal with everything I was throwing at him, especially with my mental health. Um, so once stuff kind of started going downhill, it was almost like... I let it, I was too exhausted to even try and fix it, and then, um, you know, I found out again that he was talking to somebody, um, and how I found that out was, we had just got back from the grocery store, and it was just like, the ride to the grocery store was just super awkward, and, you know, the vibes weren't right, and so we got home, and I went and sat down with him and I was just like you know like we don't have to be together he was like I know and I'm like so I mean maybe we should just take some time to ourselves, you know figure out what we want because like I said my mindset was if it's going to crumble again I'm just going to let it um so that was on a Sunday he was moved out by I think Tuesday um he would come and get clothes for every night um but he was still um you know staying with somebody else so um since we had just bought the house obviously we bought it um under the impression that it was going to be a two-income household and I was just an E4 at the time so, um, he agreed to keep paying. Um, at one point we set up an arrangement, you know, he could stay till he went on deployment again that September, but obviously shit fell out. He, you know, started getting more serious with that female and we were just fighting fire with fire at that point. Um, the, so that, so like I said, he was moved out Tuesday, but he would come and get some stuff. Um, so he was going to a command ball that night. And I knew he was going with that female. And I just couldn't handle that. So I got super drunk. Um, and this is probably the most embarrassing time of my life. <laughs> um, but I remember he came home to take a shower or he came, whatever, to my house, whatever, came home to take a shower, and I was just, like, crying, crying, I was drunk, like, through the moon, drunk, and he told me, he's like, I don't know, I felt like he was just kind of heartless with it in a way, um, he was just like, in short, you know, I found somebody else, um, I don't want to be with you, so I, like, lost it I was like throwing up in the toilet I'm like crying why don't you want to be with me why don't you love me like what did I do to you 
it was just a hot ass mess okay so the next two weeks mm, yeah it was definitely an adjustment um i was under so much damn stress so the next two weeks um you know i had anxiety i had i couldn't sleep couldn't eat i still had to go to work and that just made me sick so um I let the emotions run its course for the next two weeks. Um, I wasn't interested in anybody, interested in starting anything. Um, but I did meet, I did end up meeting uh, Joe. <laughs> you know, he showed me friendship. Um, like I said, I didn't want anything. Um, but that's what it turned into. So, once I came to the realization that my marriage was falling apart, I blamed myself a lot. I do feel like I was to blame in a lot of that. Um, Like I said, there was more to the story, but I just didn't want to go into too much uh, detail. But, um, the, I remember it was just a random realization. I was walking to work, and I had to I just text my mom. So I'll go more into the trauma-related stuff as the podcast go on. Um, But I text my mom. I said, you've made it so... I'm like, you made it so you... I can't communicate. You've ruined my marriage. You've ruined me. I said, if you're not going to apologize and help me through this, then don't respond to me. Delete my number and never talk to me again. I said, I need something. So, I haven't had the best relationship with my mom. I feel like she's responsible or was responsible for a lot of the heartache I've experienced in my life. And I knew she would, so I I couldn't face my mom at that time. Um, like I said, I'll get more into it, you know, as a podcast go on. But a brief, um, when I was younger, um, I couldn't communicate with her, or we couldn't communicate with her. Um, you know, if we tried, it was more just. She would shut us down, you know, start screaming and yelling. So I think as I got older, you know, I, I never learned how to communicate. And that affected my marriage. <clears throat> so I was angry. You know, I hated her. I told her <laughs> a couple times, I'm like, I, I don't like you. I, I hate you. Um, which, side note, we're a lot better these days. <laughs> um, so that was when I realized that my trauma as a kid was really affecting me so I told myself once you know I got into another relationship whatever that was I wouldn't let it affect me anymore like you know no matter how uncomfortable it was I had to communicate and um once you know me and Joe got into a relationship 
and communication came into play. I was definitely a lot better. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm, I was the best, but from where I was, not communicating at all, shutting down, not saying a word, to actually saying what's bothering me, and, you know, it was a process, um, and now, you know, I can communicate. Um, <coughs> so, um, and how it could have um, potentially affect, you know, my future relationships, I knew that I had to work on it, but me and Joe moved pretty fast, um, I feel like we were kind of living in the fast lane for the next couple months, so I didn't even really deal with my related traumas besides the communication um it was like we were in awe of each other for a couple months it was like there was no time to think about trauma there was no time to even bring it up you know like we were doing so good so it's like what's the point of having to bring it up um with me going through what I was going through, um, obviously after a couple weeks, I was just like, you know, whatever, like, what's done is done, and that's when, you know, I felt it was okay, you know, it was okay to move on, it was okay to, you know, be sad, be hurt when you were, but it's time to move on, um, so from there, um, until Joe transferred, we were together every single day. Um, that was my happiness at that moment. Um, we got along great. We did a lot of fun stuff. You know, we became uh, best friends before we got into a serious relationship. Um, and then once I didn't have him anymore, um, he had transferred <clears throat> from Virginia. I feel like once I didn't have him anymore, cause I'm already like an antisocial person. <laughs> so besides work, um, I feel like that's when a lot of more of my trauma started coming up when I would be alone and, you know, in my head. When I was at work, you didn't have time to be in your head. If you knew the division that I was in, <laughs> you can't be sad around them. You can't show any sign of weakness. <laughs> um, so I don't think I dealt with my trauma um, when I should have. Um, I was looking for a friend. I was looking to not be lonely anymore. I just wanted somebody to share something with. And that was what I found with Joe. But I think ultimately how I was able to do that was 
making up my mind of what wasn't going to be anymore and that it was okay to move on um I wish I could have done it a lot different I don't regret my marriage I don't regret being happy and doing what I needed to do to be happy at that time um because now I don't even it was almost like my marriage didn't even exist (laughs) um it was like how could you have been so naive how could you have embarrassed yourself by being wrapped around the toilet throwing up and begging somebody to love you and you know having those words even come out of your mouth why don't you love me why don't you care about me um i might just be rambling right now but thank god for growth um i'll never wonder why somebody doesn't love me i'll never even have those words come out of my mouth ever again but i will say through all that I've never once questioned the love that I have to offer. I know my love is genuine. I know it's real. And luckily that hasn't clouded my view when people aren't capable. Or even if they just decide they don't want to give me that in return. I know what I have to offer is legit and... I just know the type of person I am. I'm not an easy, easily replaced person. <clears throat> Despite my flaws, we're human. We all have flaws. <clears throat> but I know just simple. What I give is real. And that's it. Like I said, I'm just rambling right now. Sorry. Um, This episode might have been a little weird. And I'm sorry for crying. (laughs) Um, It wasn't a planned episode. It was kind of just what I have been thinking about a little bit. Um, But that was kind of the tip of the iceberg. (laughs) We'll go more into trauma-related Uh, Next time, y'all have a good day. Y'all have a good week. Tell me what you think.